This is Measured Voices. I'm Walt Huntsman. Ahead, we continue our listen back to some of the conversations in music of the last 16 months. If you're new to the podcast, this will hopefully give you a taste of what Measured Voices is all about. I hope you like what you hear. I hope the rest of you enjoy this digital trip back in time. Pianist Lynn Trudeau was my guest in Episode 8. Lynn talked about the writing process behind her album Fellowship of Solitude and talked about one of the songs on the album before sharing the title track with us. When I write an album, it, the first half of an album generally just is very organic. It just whatever spills out onto the keys and whatever, wherever my, my soul decides it wants to go with a particular album. And then once I'm about six or seven songs in, I will look at the collection and try to figure out what am I thinking about? What is it I'm, what it, what it, where am I at in my journey through life? And, um, and this particular album, I really, I very much realized with what I had written at that point in time is it was very introspective and I was spending a great deal of time because we, because we live out um, a decent amount of distance, or at least by most city folk standards, we live out quite a ways. By Seattle standards, we don't live far out at all. <laughs> um, but because we have some acreage and we've got beautiful views in all directions, it really allowed me that opportunity to feel separated and apart. And, and a lot of the music that was written, especially on the first half, came from that, and then once I realized that was my theme, then I purposefully felt that I needed to explore many of the different avenues of that. And one of the songs on the, on the new album is entitled What Hides in the Dark. And the idea behind that one, it was one of the last songs that I wrote for the album. And I found myself having these reoccurring dreams almost nightmares of of being a small child and it was very representative of that inner child that we all have and my fears from childhood of you know all those 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 things that you don't want others to know about you and I became very emotional as I was writing that song because I realized I was tapping into all of those fears and then then came the title is as I realized I was writing in a minor key and it was very kind of spooky and uh, very uh, much of that Harry Potter kind of a feel <laughs> to it. And I realized I was thinking about that inner child that was so fearful as I was putting out my fifth album. It's like, well, what if nobody likes it? And what if it's a flop? And all those fears that all bubbled to the surface. And I realized we all have those things about ourselves and those fears that we have, whether they're real or imagined, that we don't want anybody else to know about. And so I thought, well, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to put this song out there and and uh, to kind of ask people to think about what are the things that you hide in the dark.
Lynn is currently working on a new album. She should have it ready later this year or early next year. In episode 9, I sat down with songwriter Rachel Lee. She talked about the Boise music scene from her perspective and then shared the first song she ever wrote. It's everything from start to finish. Like, you've got these great teachers, you've got these great um, uh, open mics hosted almost every single night of the week. And um, for the most part, like, everyone's super supportive. And um, from fellow musicians to... um, to um, local businesses and venues like supporting local musicians and providing spaces and gigs for people who are either solo artists like me or um, bands. So I gather that you're probably playing and performing as much as you want to or, or can, mm-hmm. given your other, the rest of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long did it take you to kind of build to that and to build up a, a, a following where you had, you, know, you have people that mm. now follow you and come out and see you? And from I think from the time that I started at Open Mic until like my first gig, it was probably two years, and then from there it probably took like maybe a year to find more places to play that were consistent and um, would offer something on a regular basis. And usually it's, you get the gig, you get one gig and then someone hears you and then you get another gig and then um, you get referrals from friends or friends play for certain venues. So you contact that business and give them your demo. Like if you know how to look, which it's pretty easy Um, the, the gigs are out there. They're available. my breath thinking of you feels just like a falling into like monsters in the night I sail away with you baby let's go for a drive smoke out in the alley like monsters in the night I sail away with you Baby, let's go for a drive Smoke out in the alley This baby guy Just wanna be alone with you Sit with me under the stars Show me those scars on your heart I wanna hear your fears Find out why you cry those tears You hold my heart in your hand Baby, you know all of my plans Like monsters in the night I sail away with you 
baby, let's go for a drive. I smoke out in the alley like monsters in the night. I sail away with you. Baby, let's go for a drive. I smoke out in the alley. This baby guy just wanna be alone with you. Let's get out of here. Hide out in a place. Let the world fall down. I'm still here with you I catch my heart, it's broken in two I got the pieces, you got the glue Like monsters in the night I sail away with you And baby, let's go for a drive Smoke out in the alley Like monsters in the night sail away with you and baby let's go for a drive I smoke out in the alley as baby I just wanna be alone with you as baby I just wanna be alone with you Earlier this year, Rachel teamed up with Russ Roberts to form the acoustic duo R&R. The two are fairly regular performers these days around the Treasure Valley. Longtime Boise music scene fixture Dan Costello was my guest in a special two-part episode that made up episodes 10 and 11. Dan spoke about songwriting from his perspective, as well as about the joy of rediscovering some of his songs from his days in the band Stella. He then shared one of those songs with us. You know, I think there there are some songwriters that, uh, you know, they they would probably benefit from leaving their songs alone. You know, it's like no, just that that one that one's done. You know, please please don't don't change right. it. And then other people that uh, are so constantly whittling on them that the the ink never dries. Right. You know, they're constantly revising, constantly changing, and and so they never really end up with a definitive version of it either. Um, you know, and I, I don't I don't know what what the right answer is for that. I. I just feel, you know, for my own for my mm. own process and for my own songwriting potential, um, the 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 things that have come out initially as pretty darn good ideas that then I have very actively worked on, you know, that I've that I've focused on uh, making smart revisions or really thinking about it. Those are the ones that have have done the best for me. One thing that I've recognized just in my own process, though, is that. It's very difficult for me to add more parts later. Um, it's almost always easier to have, uh, if you think in terms of like verses and choruses, it's almost always easier for me to pare down from too many verses, mm-hmm. pick the strongest ones or combine a couple, uh, or you know, make it, uh, you know, get it, as they call it, getting down to fighting weight. You know, you know, tightening up and getting getting real fo- focused in the in the pop song craft, or you know, in in that approach anyway. Um, I think it's easier to pare things down later and edit later than it is to try to get back in that mindset and 
and add crucial elements or add meaningful content to it. That that I find is very difficult. So I guess if there's any uh, any suggestion for other songwriters that that kind of have a similar process to me, I would say in that initial phase of of the writing of the song when the idea hits write as much of it down as you possibly can. Even if you don't think it's good at the time, write it down anyway and get as much of that material down. And then you can always edit later, but it's going to be much more difficult to add more meaningful content later than it is to pare down from that initial thing. I've been uh, going back through... Uh, some material that I had written with my band Stella uh, during the uh, the 90s, early 2000s, and uh, just kind of going back through some of those songs. Uh, the, there were uh, a lot of tunes that were written specifically for the that band, and we had the the arrangements of them written so that everybody got their chance to to shine, and and there were things there. But a few of the songs that that uh, I've still kind of held on to. Um, or that I'm that I'm glad are back uh, are are there and uh, there's there's uh, a couple of those that I've been really having uh, having a lot of fun re- kind of rediscovering. It's almost like I'm I'm covering an older version of myself <laughs> as an artist, and I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect. So. Uh, this is called giving. Every day you can see me Looking into the souls of other men Can it be that when you see me You're comparing me to all of them? All the times we spent together I guarantee there ain't a single regret When we rhymed with the sunrise And we sang with the sunset That's not to say we couldn't begin again That's not to say Sounds like we're reading a report to be filed Can't you see my frustration When you treat me just like a child That's not to say we couldn't be in again That's not to say
best not to say we didn't give all our heart and soul to this. Do we resign ourselves the rest of our days? Or do we fight for something better? These days, Dan keeps as busy as ever performing solo shows, as well as shows with the trio Sono Fuego. In addition, Dan serves as host and MC for the Idaho Songwriters Association's monthly Songwriters Forum. Episode 12 remains perhaps the liveliest episode of the podcast. In it, I sat down with Dusty Lee, Wade Houston, and Joel Rodley from Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers. The three spoke about their somewhat unusual songwriting and collaboration process, then shared the first song that came out of that process, a tune titled Behind the Whiskey. It's definitely a process. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. I mean, we've 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 tried writing several different ways and it always comes out um, it always has a different result you know um I've, we've tried I, i'll write a song um send the the entire lyrics to to joel um and then he'll take it and and basically make take it from 
a, a poem, or I guess uh, for lack words. of better words, you know, mm-hmm. um, and make it into a song. He's, he's a, a magician at structure and mm-hmm. and actual um, putting it to to music. Mm-hmm. So um, and saying let's do it in this key. Um, I mean, he's a Nashville number system magician yeah. as well. So, now. so so do you focus primarily on the lyric side of it? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And does that come first? Or so how do you... we've done it. Kind of a couple ways. Like um, a lot of the times, I might have a a chord structure or something that sounds Mm -hmm. good, but my where I definitely kind of lack is in in the lyrics. Like trying to come up with something that you know means something. And so I I usually will reach out to Wade. Like and it's like if you you can give me whatever, it doesn't have to make sense. You know, just give me something to work with, and and then we'll try to turn. You know, try to cut it up and and turn it into something that fits you know and and try to make sure the amount of syllables and different lines match and try to rhyme and all, all that kind of fun stuff and and once we get it to where we think it's awesome then we give it to dusty and she says no 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 <laughs> well <laughs> this it, is way too high or this is way too low for me One it the, really you know. does vary in the sense that one of the things that my dad always said when i when i grew up singing was can you make people believe it like can you yeah. if you're singing a sad song can you make people feel it in their soul like and if you're singing a happy song are you going to bring people to their feet and that's always kind of stuck with me so it's always come down to if they hand me something and I'm listening to it can I believe it right and when I sing it can I make other people believe it
Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers continue to perform throughout the Treasure Valley. They recently signed with Eminent Music out of Nashville. In episode 13, I sat down with Mountain Home songwriter Corey James Grubb. Not a man to waste words, Corey talked about working with the legendary Pinto Bennett and about developing a following. He then shared his song, Gold Diggin' Woman. I opened up for him a couple times. I've played at the Pinto Bennett reunion that they have every year. And, uh... Sat in with him at the 44 Club a few times when he was doing his Saturday matinee shows. and um, Actually, one of my first ever big opening shows was for him in, in Mountain Home at Cal's Bar. And uh, it was just us two on acoustic guitars, which was kind of cool. That doesn't really happen very often. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was great. You know, being such a young artist and young performer, getting an opportunity like that was just out of this world. You know, it's, it's definitely hard to get a following. Um, but I've found that since I put together a band, it's gotten a little, you know, the following, people are just more attracted to a band, mm. naturally. But, um, you know, we definitely don't have it as hard as some of those guys that go to Austin and Nashville and Portland and stuff like that, because there's just so many musicians out there that it's hard to find, you know, good paying work. But here, you know, all the, all the bars tend to, tend to take care of you, and, you know, if they like you, they'll have you back. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's once, you, once you get a good handful of gigs under your belt, You'll, you'll be pretty busy. So uh, this is a song that kind of came out of a situation that my friend was going through. And I was from the outside looking in and just kind of had a funny outlook on it. And so I wrote this song. It's called Gold Diggin' Woman. to my name, babe I spent it all on yesterday Well, if I ever make it back I know that she'll come running fast That's all that woman ever wants from me Well, I'm done with the spending Over this pretending Through with that look upon your face Treat me as low as dirt and say you better get to work Well, I think it's time I put you in your place So I say, bye-bye, baby You better keep away from me You're just a gold-digging woman Digging anywhere you please Never get that loving 
If she don't get that diamond ring I said, girl, you must be funny And you deserve what you got coming Then I packed my bags and jumped the midnight train Singing, bye-bye, baby You better keep away from me You're just a gold-digging woman Digging anywhere you please Yes, I say bye-bye, baby You better keep away from me You're just a gold-digging woman Digging anywhere you Since our conversation, Corey has continued performing throughout the Treasure Valley. He's also gotten engaged and is preparing to become a father. Longtime Nashville songwriter Bruce Michael Miller was my guest in episode 14. Bruce talked about the co-writing experience that led to what he calls one of his favorite original songs, Mojave Rose. It also happens to be one of my favorites. This is a co-writing session I had, and... um, it's one of my favorite songs that I've written. I just really, I just love the feel. And I had this lick, and it's, um, so it's, it's, a, it's a waltz. And I love waltzes. They say, you know, in Nashville they have some rules, like don't write a waltz, don't write a ballad, and don't write anything over three and a half minutes long. And so this breaks all those rules. So I had this lick. I just love the feel of it. And so my co-writer, Brandon James, was there, and we were just, just I was just playing this, and we were just kind of thinking, like brainstorming over it. And we decided that it sounded like it had something to do with the desert. We didn't know what. And so we thought of the Mojave Desert. And um, so we had that word Mojave. And then we were thinking about driving to Las Vegas from L.A. Because that's where I used to live, and we both had lived in L.A. And when you drive, you know, to Las Vegas from L.A., you have to go through... Um, um, through, this, through the desert. And there's these little towns, like Barstow and all these little towns that have these cinder block bars. You know, you're driving along this highway, and there's a bar... And it's made out of cinder block, and it's like, you don't want to go in there because it looks scary. You know, and at 8 in the morning, there's like four pickup trucks in front of this bar. They're already drinking. You know, so we thought, well, let's write a song about that. So we did, and this is what kind of came out of it. Well, it's 120 degrees in Death Valley today And the sun's like a hammer Even cactus are praying for shade It's too hot in this bar Swamp cooler is busted again 
And just when I thought I'd pass out Well, that's when she walked in Mojave Rose Like a breath of fresh air The fragrance of sage Fills up the room Whenever she's there Mojave Rose Such a sweet desert flower Hope she stays for a while Cause whenever she smiles Cool water flows Mojave Rose Well it's Billy the barkeep The town drunk The sheriff And me We all watch her sit in the corner and sip her iced tea. Well, I know that she's loved and she's lost more than anyone should. Oh, but somehow. A light still pours off her And turns my bad day to good Mojave Rose Like a breath of fresh air The fragrance of sage Fills up the room Whenever she's there Mojave Rose Such a sweet desert flower Hope she stays for a while Cause whenever she smiles Cool water Mojave Such a sweet desert flower Wherever she goes Cool water flows I'm in love, I suppose With Mojave Rose
At the time of our conversation, Bruce had just moved from Nashville to Twin Falls. Since then, he's been working to help develop the music scene in and around Twin Falls. He's also teamed up with singer-songwriter Heather Platts to form the duo Crazy Love. The two keep busy performing throughout Idaho and in neighboring states. Longtime songwriter and one-time Star Search winner Tom Taylor was my guest in episode 15. Tom talked about the tension in many of his songs between the happy and the sad between love and longing, and touched a bit on how that reflects a change in his songwriting, a change that can perhaps also be heard in the title track from his CD, Sitting in a Paper Boat, a song which closed out our conversation. Uh, my favorite movies are that way too, where you have that, that beauty and that hope, but you also there's also that darkness and the, the real life th- things um, and tragedy. Um, my favorite movies, my favorite art that I that I go to a museum to look at, always tend to have that the just strong polar opposites of each other because that's uh, and that's kind of the um, art you know the art that I try to create or the music I try to create embody that um, um, heaviness, but then go into a from the minor chord into a you know uh, you know a positive uh, you know. Um, C chord or a G chord and um, drive it home. Paul McCartney, uh, brilliant, you know, um, la, 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 you know, where uh, an artist will go from a dark song into this just, what what just happened all of a sudden the sky, you know, the sun came out. And I, I've always loved that, where you have polar opposites. And so you you're, you try to create some inner tension then in the songs, is that? Yeah, absolutely, yep. So they, it's not all dark and gloomy, uh, but it's not all happy, um, which was kind of, that would kind of s- summarize my earlier music. Used to be, you know, real happy music, and the Beatles were that way too. I, I always, uh, you know, the, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they got into that; they still had that uplifting sense to them, but they learned about life. They they just through experience they've been around longer and. I think everyone gets that, and uh, to put that in music, that way people who listen to your music can relate to it more, the more depth you have to it. Nickel in your pocket A dollar for your dime Turn my back and walk away Just running out of time London Bridge is falling down But no one seems to care Looking for the pot of gold It isn't anywhere Dancing in a circle Everybody holding hands Laughing at a private joke That no one understands in a paper boat Drifting out to sea Hoping someone looks for me I'm sailing In a paper boat 
writing foolish poetry that no one ever sees. Heads and tails, it's all the same. Well, it's all the same to me. Looking for the mysteries, so much I didn't know. I guess it's all the same to me. That's how the story goes. I'm sailing in a vapor boat, drifting out to sea, hoping someone looks for me. I'm sailing in a vapor boat. Can you hold my glass of wine if you could spare the time? I can send an SOS. Since I sat down with Tom, he's released his latest solo CD, Voodoo Moon, available from CD Baby. Tom has also teamed up with five female artists from around the Treasure Valley to produce and release an EP of duets. That EP is also available now. Once again, my thanks to the songwriters who have shared their time and their talent with me. You'll find links to the full episodes on our webpage, measured-voices.blogspot.com. Episode 37 continues our virtual travel back in time to look at more of the artists I've had the good fortune to sit down with. Until then, thanks for listening. This has been Measured Voices. Measured Voices